Welcome to the Tom Shanklin Ministries podcast. What a joy it is to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. Today is episode 101. The impossible is totally possible. Does that make sense? Well, it does if you know our God, because he created everything and nothing is too difficult for him. So if you've got an impossible situation in your life, just remember, there's a God with whom there is nothing impossible. Praise God. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to be sharing this message. It's something that I preached recently in a church, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. You can get a lot more information on this topic and others at tomshanklin.org. That's T-O-M-S-H-A-N-K-L-I-N dot O-R-G. So we're going to go into the message here in just a second. And then afterwards, I've got a really exciting testimony to share with you. And I'm going to be praying with you for any needs that you have in your life. So get ready to receive and listen to this message. The impossible is totally possible. Well, I think we're going to call this today, The Impossible is Entirely Possible. The Impossible is Entirely Possible possible. Does that make sense? Yes. It makes sense if you're a believer. Amen. It does not make sense if you don't believe. Amen. All things are possible to who? Him that believes. Amen. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Praise God. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Well, we're going to look at some things I think that will encourage us in this. I know every time I go over these scriptures and think about it, my faith level just goes up. Amen. Yesterday, a man had written to me, and I think he was from Spain, maybe. I get a lot of emails from around the world. And, and he could not uh, write in English very well, but he did have the word cancer in there. And, and I just, you know, I didn't do anything with it, but I started going over these scriptures and thinking about them, and all of a sudden I was inspired to write this man a letter. And I told him, you know, the God that created the universe and split the Red Sea and made an axe head to float will cure your cancer too, in Jesus' name. And because when we begin to understand who it is that we are dealing with, who is this God that we're talking about today, then we begin to understand Nothing is impossible, praise God. And so let's begin with the scripture, Jeremiah 32, 17. The prophet says, Oh, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Think about it. God made it all. Amen? He made the heavens and the earth with his stretched out arm and nothing is too difficult for him. In Genesis uh, 17, 1, God introduces himself to Abraham as the almighty God. Almighty. Not just the mighty God. The almighty God. The almighty God. In the Hebrew, it's the El Shaddai. 
the God who is more than enough. He's more than enough to meet your need. He's more than enough to heal your diseases. Why? Because he made the heavens and the earth. Praise God. Everything was made by him and for him. And when we talk about the creator, remember, this includes Jesus. Because the scripture said that all things were made by him and for him, and without him nothing was made that is made, John 1.3. So Jesus was involved with his father in the creation of all this. Praise God. Oh, and what a mighty work that he did in that. Amen? And what a mighty work that he's still doing today. Ecclesiastes 12.1 says, Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Amen. And when you get a little older, it's good to remember too. Amen. But you know, the devil would like to rob humanity of the awe of our creator. That's why we have a lot of teaching on the Big Bang and evolution and things like this that take away from the revelation of God the creator. I mean, come on, look around. God made this. Amen. All you have to do is open your eyes. You have to intentionally put a veil over your eyes to believe these theories that are being taught uh, that there is no creator. Obviously, there's a creator. Praise God. Obviously, that someone had to put this together. Amen? And he did it well, and he put it together, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. You ever wonder, how does that moon stay in place? And these stars, how do they stay where they belong? And how does the earth, how does it all work the way it's supposed to work? He upholds all things by the word of his power. So God is still exerting power over the universe now. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to uh, Isaiah this morning in the 40th chapter. Isaiah 40. And I want to look at a few verses in this chapter. We're not going to read the whole thing, but just... Uh, a little bit, you know. Because God is the God who is more than enough. He's not just enough. He's more than enough. It's like if you had a 400 horsepower motor and you put it in Dick's car out here, how many know that would be more than enough? <laughs> Take that sewing machine motor out of there and that's our God. There is no lack of power in our God. Can I have an amen? amen? All right, Isaiah 40, verse 9. O Zion, and as we mentioned in Sunday school, these, these words, these uh, Old Testament words, Zion and Jerusalem and so on, they're a picture of the church. O Zion, that bringeth good tidings. Are you a church that brings good tidings? Are you a people that brings good tidings, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he, he lived on this earth a sinless life and he died on the cross for our sins and he was buried and he rose again? Man, shout, shout it from the rooftops. Praise God. Get thee up to the high mountain. Amen. Get, get up in the Himalayas. Amen. Don't live down in the low places spiritually. Come up to the high place where you can see clearly. You know, when you get high in the mountains, you can see a long ways, amen? And when we come up higher spiritually, we can see things as they really are. God is calling us to come on up to the high place today. 
where we can see the reality of his presence and power. Come up to the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Look at your God. That's what we're doing today. We're looking at God so we can get a clear picture. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. How many know Jesus is the good shepherd, and he feeds his flock? He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. Verse 12, who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. The hollow of his hand. I guess that's this. He has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. It says he, he's measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. You got a hollow in your hand? You know, that's not a lot of, you couldn't put a lot of water in my hand. I don't know, how much could you fit in there? Tablespoon? Terry, what do you think? Probably about a tablespoon, maybe a little more, okay? God measured the Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, the Southern Ocean, the Arctic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, in the palm of his hand. Our God is the big God. He took the great big mountains and weighed them like a scale. The Himalayan, they said, you know, Nepal is a very small country, but if you leveled it all out, it would be huge because it's all vertical. You know what I'm saying? They're big mountains. God just measures them like a little scale. God is so big, such a great big God. Turn over to the, uh, the, the 15th verse. Look at this. Behold the nations are as a drop in the bucket. You know, we look at some nations, we go, wow. You know, think about Russia now, how much trouble they're causing uh, over in, in Ukraine and in Eastern Europe. They're just a drop in the bucket to God. He's so big. He's so awesome. And are counted as small dust in the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. Verse 18, to whom then will you liken God or what likeness will you compare him to? How can you compare him to anything that we know with our natural mind? Verse 22, it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Now, by the way, when this was written, nobody knew that the earth was round. But the prophet said he sits on the circle of the earth. And the inhabitants thereof as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. He stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Uh, my wife put some new curtains up in our bedroom and I got to be the laborer and put up the little, what do you call them, curtain rods and so on. Uh, and we just stretched them out. God's... The word of God says that God just stretched out the heavens like a curtain. 
or like a tent. He just put it up like a tent. God put the whole universe up like a pup tent. We have a little tent. We go camping sometimes, and we have a little tent. We just put it up. It takes just a few minutes. Very simple to do. That's how God made the universe. It was just no problem. He spoke it to be. He stretched it out. Now, scientists tell us that the universe is at least 92 million light years across. <laughs> that means if you start with light on one side of the universe, go to the other, it takes 92 million years for the light to, the light to travel that far. That's big. And God just set it up like a pup tent. How many know our God is an awesome God? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that's why nothing is impossible with God. Praise God. Oh, I want to finish this. Isaiah 40, verse 28. This is for you. This is for you. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. <laughs> he giveth power to the faint. Have you ever felt that you were fainting? He gives you power. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Okay, now, see, we're get, we talk about the greatness of God. Now we're getting into us and God. It's not just he's great and he's up there and we're down here and the nations are dropping the bucket and so we're less than nothing. No, God wants to interact with you. God wants to strengthen you. God wants to empower you. You. God wants to live in you. God wants to work through you. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Have you ever experienced that? You know, you're just dragging. You're just dragging along. Oh, man, another day. But you get in the word of God. You get in the presence of God. And suddenly you're flying. Amen? You're mounting up like wings as an eagle. I mean, you're, you're catching the, the currents of wind. Amen? You're not, you're not flapping like a chicken. You're soaring like an eagle. Praise God. Because that's the power of God. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings like eagles. Praise God. That word wait there, if you look it up in the, the, the original word translated wait, uh, it means to sort of tie together, to mingle together, to twist together, to unite together. We need to unite together with God so we can tap into his power. That's what Jesus said uh, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. We get in the yoke with Jesus, and suddenly we have power in our life. Amen. Suddenly, the impossible becomes possible. Amen.
because nothing is impossible with our God. Now, what is a miracle? Turn, turn with me to Joshua. Joshua chapter uh, 10. And uh, verses, we're going to read verses 12 through 14. Joshua 10, 12 through 13. What is a miracle? One of the definitions of a miracle is an interruption, an interruption of the normal course of nature. An interruption of the normal course of nature. So a miracle is something that wouldn't happen otherwise. It's a change, you know, from the way that things ordinarily go about. Amen. Well, remember that the word of God said that Jesus upholds all things with the word of his power. So the way things are going is because he set them in motion. So how many know he can stop the motion? He can change the way things are going. Amen. Because he has that power. So let's look at Joshua chapter 10. And I'd like to read verses 12 through 14. Then spake Joshua to the Lord. In the day which the Lord delivered up the Ammonites, uh, the Amorites, rather, before the children of Israel. And he said, in the sight of Israel, now everybody was listening. Everybody's listening. <laughs> Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and haste not to go down for about a whole day. And there was no day like that before or after it that the Lord hearkened to the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. So here Joshua and the children of Israel going out to fight their enemies these were actually people that had attacked some um, allies of Israel. And so Joshua and children of Israel went to defend their allies. And they were attacking them and they were overcoming them, but the sun was going down. So Joshua said, sun, stay still. We have work to do. Moon, stay still. Because we have work to do here. And the sun stayed still. Amen. Folks, this is not a legend. This is not a fable. This is history. This is something that happened in history. The sun stayed still for about a whole day. That means that the earth stopped spinning. Right? The earth, I mean, it just keeps trucking along, right? Boop. <laughs> It stopped. God has that power. Amen. But, you know, he always seems to use a human. He said, he used Joshua. You see, see, I don't believe that Joshua just decided one day, oh, I think I'm going to stop the sun. I believe that the Holy Spirit inspired him to speak those words. He spoke them under the anointing of the Holy Spirit by a revelation gift that this is what God wanted to do. And we see this all through the scriptures. We'll give you some more examples in a minute. But it's just God's power is released 
through human instruments. Somebody said, uh, without God, we can do nothing. But it seems that without us, God will do nothing. He uses humans. Amen? He uses people who have their feet on the earth here to bring forth miracles. Amen? He will use you. Amen? But what I'm talking about today is to encourage you about the, about the possibilities, that the impossible now is suddenly possible because of God. So since the impossible is entirely possible, then I want to encourage you to expect the unexpected. Amen? I want to encourage you to expect that the things that you say there's no way, there's a way. Because God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Amen? Children of Israel went up against the, the Red Sea. God led them to the Red Sea. And the armies of Pharaoh came out against them came, and were behind them. And so they had the, the, the army of Pharaoh. I don't know if I said, said that right. but Anyway, the armies of Egypt, Pharaoh, and, Egypt, and the Red Sea on the other side. And God led them down there. God led them into a trial. But he had a purpose not to defeat them through the trial, but to deliver them through the trial. And so here's Pharaoh. Here's the children of Israel. Here's the Red Sea. God puts up a pillar of fire between them to protect them. And then God speaks to the man Moses. He says, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, go forward. There might be a Red Sea in front of you, but God says go forward. Amen. There might be an obstacle in front of you that says it's all over. But God says go forward. Amen. And Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And God spoke to Moses and he says, lift up your rod and stretch forth your hand and split the Red Sea. And Moses stretched forth his hand, and the Red Sea, the waters of the Red Sea, parted. Okay? And so the children of Israel went over on dry ground. I mean, not only did the waters part, but the, the you know, the riverbed would be pretty wet. We did some baptisms in Nepal, and we were in a river, and, you know, we were in the mud up to our knees and kept getting deep. We had to keep pulling ourselves out of the mud to do these baptisms. So you can just imagine... The children of Israel going through this, I mean, if it was muddy like that, they, there's no way. But God led them across on dry ground. And here's the water on one side and the water on the other, and it says it was a wall. Now, how many ever have seen a wall of water? <laughs> I mean, I've seen a wall of bricks and a wall of stone and a wall of, uh, uh, you know, something solid. But this is water just standing there. Folks, the impossible is entirely possible. Amen? This is the God of the Bible. This is the God that we have to deal with. If there's a problem in your life, this is who we're dealing with. Now, the greatest miracle, though, the greatest miracle is that God can change a heart. You know, David had sinned with Bathsheba, you know, and 
And the prophet came and exposed him. In Psalm 51, David cries out to the Lord, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Create. The creator creates. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. See, folks, I'm not the same person that I used to be in that picture on the front of that book. I'm not the same person. I'm not the same Tom. I'm a new creation. I'm different than I used to be because the creator got involved in my case. I have been created in Christ Jesus unto good works. He made me different than I used to be, praise God. That's the greatest miracle. He says, I'm going to put a new heart in you, a new spirit. I'm going to make you different than you were before. That is the new birth. That's why Nicodemus was so amazed when Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be born again. Nicodemus said, how can I go into my mother's womb and be born again? It's a spiritual, a literal spiritual rebirth. It's not a metaphor. It's a miracle of God. Can I have an amen? amen? And that is our God. He is so powerful, so miraculous, so awesome. Hallelujah. But miracles require the cooperation of you and I. Scripture said, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do, what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Unto him be glory in the church throughout all ages. He's able to do above anything we could ask or think. A lot of times we think, well, God could, you know, heal my headache, but boy, this problem with my husband, I don't know. Folks, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that we can ask or think. And sometimes we realize, yeah, God's great. He can do anything, but, you know, why hasn't he done it yet? It requires cooperation. There was a man that came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you want to, you can make me whole. He had leprosy, hideous disease. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, leprosy, but it's so terrible. He said, if you want to, you can make me whole. Jesus said, well, let me think about it. <laughs> Jesus just said, I will be healed. He can and he wants to. One of the problems that a lot of people have with believing God is that they believe that whatever's happening, it's the will of God. If I'm sick, it's because God wants me sick. But where can you find that in the Bible? See, because people have a false belief in the sovereignty of God. They think that God is pushing a button on everything that's happening is because he wants it to happen. In Syria, the last time I heard, it's probably a lot more now, nine million people have been displaced from their homes. Is that the will of God? Now, God did say these things were going to happen because he knew that things were going to culminate in the end times. 
But God does not want disaster for his people. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. He wants good things, amen? And he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. You know where that's from? That's the story where they, uh, they brought the, the uh, man brought his child who had been demon-possessed. And the disciples couldn't cast him out, and they brought him to Jesus. Jesus said, how long do I have to be with you until you, you know how to do this, guys? And then the man said to Jesus, if, if you can do anything, Jesus, if you can do anything, help me. And then Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Well, I trust you were blessed by that message. You know, the word of God is true, and the Bible said that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was sent forth to do. God's word is our inheritance. That is where we can find out what we really have in Christ, what God has done for us, and we can lay hold of every blessing of God through the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. His word is true. Well, I want to share share with you an exciting testimony. This is something that happened many years ago when I was just beginning out in the ministry. Uh, I was in Twin Valley, Minnesota, and we had started a church there. And every Sunday we had our services in the community center in Twin Valley. And one Sunday morning, uh, one of our members came in. Her name is Arlene Anderson. And she told me about her husband who was in great pain that day. And he had not come into the service yet. But she was just telling me, you know, Pastor Tom, uh, Marvin is in tremendous pain today. And I was sitting in there in the community room, just kind of preparing for the service, thinking about my message. And, and you know, I just felt really sorry about this. I said, oh, Arlene, I'm so sorry to hear that. I really feel bad. But the furthest thing from my mind was to pray for him or to believe God for a miracle or anything else. You know, I was concentrating on my message. I was going to preach on faith. <laughs> God wants us not only to preach about faith, but he wants us to exercise faith and, and to see the miraculous, you know, in our services and in our lives. And so we just, we started the service. Of course, we had our worship and our offering and our, and our announcements, and I began to preach. And I'm right in the middle of my message when all of a sudden it just seemed like the Holy Spirit took my head and turned it right towards Marvin. I looked at him and I said, Marvin, we've got to pray for you now, right now. We've got to pray for you. I just knew in my spirit it was time to pray for this man. And I went over and I knelt down next to him and, and Arlene had said that he had a tremendous pain in his leg. And so I prayed for him and ministered, asked the congregation to join with me. In the name of Jesus, we prayed. And, and then I went back to the pulpit to resume my message. But I looked at him and he said, you know, the pain is gone. Praise God. And, you know, I talked to him about, I, I would say about eight years later on the telephone. I just wanted to check up on him. I said, how, how is your leg since that day that we prayed? He said, it's been good ever since. I've never had pain since that day. Thank the Lord. What a miracle of God. You know, well, and I thought that this was a, an injury, but I thought it was just that he had slipped somewhere and strained or pulled or torn a ligament or a tendon in his leg. I wasn't really sure what had happened. But just recently, I was visiting with his son, Doug, uh, up, who lives in Twin Valley still. 
And I just mentioned this uh, testimony because I guess I had shared it in a church service uh, right before that. And he says, yeah, but you don't know the whole story. And Doug told me that the reason that his father had such pain was that he had been injured in an accident loading potatoes into a large building. He had a potato business at one time and and uh, they were preparing, you know, putting the, putting the potatoes away to store them. And they were using a conveyor, and it was it was running on the uh, power takeoff of a tractor. And while they were loading, his pant leg had gotten caught in the PTO, the power takeoff of the tractor, and it began to just pull him. You know, a lot of people, of course, have died from this type of accident because that's that power from the tractor will just if it gets someone's trouser leg or something like that, they'll just flip them over and over until they're until they die. But somehow, and Doug attributes it to the great, just like super strength of his father, that he was able to stop this power takeoff and the, the tractor died. However, in the process of that, literally the muscles were literally pulled off of the bone in his leg. So, of course, they, the doctors... Uh, patched him up as best they could, but from that time, you know, he had a tremendous problem in his leg and pain uh, continually, and so uh, that's <laughs> that's what we were dealing with. There was actually uh, the, the muscles were torn away from the bone, and on that day in Twin Valley, and back in the 19, must have been about 1983 that this happened, the God of the universe, the God who created the universe, the God who split the Red Sea, the God who made the axe head to float, uh, the God who uh, brought fire down at the prayer of Elisha, the God of miracles did a miracle in the name of Jesus right there in Twin Valley, Minnesota, uh, and healed this man and took the pain that he had been suffering with all that time. Praise God for what he has done. And I've seen so many miracles. And I'll tell you what, I want to see more. I want to learn to flow with God. I want to listen to God's voice. I want to be prompted by his spirit like I was that day in Twin Valley and, and obey and flow with his Holy Spirit. I want to believe God for you, for miracles in your life. Maybe there's a need in your life. Maybe it's not a physical healing. Maybe you need a healing in your marriage or with your children or you need a financial miracle. But I tell you what, God is sufficient. God is sufficient for these things. You know, I, I just heard someone shared a tremendous financial miracle that they received uh, with me the other day. And I'm so thankful for what God has done for them. And he does tremendous things, praise God. We've got to remember he's great and greatly to be praised. And he, he can do these things and he will do these things as we believe in him uh, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So just open your heart right now. Let me pray for you in the name of Jesus. Uh, if it's a physical problem, just put your hand on that part of your body where you have pain. Uh, if it's a financial problem, put your hand on your checkbook or your wallet, whatever. Just somehow let's just release our faith right now for things to change. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for who you are. You are the God of the universe, the God that stretched the stars in the, in the heavens. Hallelujah. And nothing is too difficult for you. And not only are you the almighty God, but 
For those of us who have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you have become become our very own father. You are our father, praise God, and we are in your family, and we are your children, and you love your children, Lord. And I thank you for everyone that's listening to this uh, podcast, or whether they're listening on iTunes, or on our website, or listening on a, on a CD, but the word is going forth, and this prayer is going forth, and we're going by faith, we're believing you and trusting you. You know the needs. You know the miracles, the marriages that need to be healed right now, Lord. You know that that uh, one that has a loved one that is away from you and away from them and away from God, and they need to be restored, Lord. You know the needs. You know the financial, the desperate desperation of financial needs. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we release a miracle. We say, be healed in the name of Jesus. We say, finances come in order in Jesus' name. We just call that loved loved one back to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you for who you are. You're the God with whom nothing is impossible. Praise God. Amen. Now, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do that today also, because the Bible said, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, in other words, make him Lord of your life, no reservations, totally surrender your life to him, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So, first of all, just believe And what God did in sending Jesus to die for your sins on that cross, that, you know, you don't have to earn your salvation. Uh, You don't have to be good enough. You have to believe in what he did. he's He's your substitute. You have to believe and trust in that. And then you just need to surrender your life to him from this day forth. And I tell you, you're never going to be the same. Praise God. Pray this prayer from your heart. Say, Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died for me. And I believe he rose again. And I confess with my mouth and from my heart that Jesus is my Lord. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, and bringing me into my full inheritance in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at TomShanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota 56002.